everybody. Welcome to another episode of the FearCast. This is the podcast dedicated to OCD, anxiety, and getting your life back. My name is Kevin. Uh, I'm a mental health clinician in uh, here in California, and uh, I specialize in treating OCD and anxiety disorders. So for everyone who is new to the show, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. To all of you return listeners, thank you so much for coming back. Um, hey, everybody, if you like the show, uh, if, uh, if you like the uh, uh, information on it, please go to wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this, um, and uh, give me a little review. Write a little review about the show. Let people uh, know what you like about it. Uh, it, it, it. It helps grow the show and uh, helps uh, new listeners to find it. And uh, to all of you who have already written reviews, thank you so much. It genuinely means a lot. My goal for this podcast is to have it be a question and answer based thing so that you all can uh, uh, message me in or email me in questions about um, anxiety treatment, about anxiety issues, about questions of treatment, about disorders, things like that. And and, uh, ultimately, I would like to answer those questions. So I got a question from a listener. His name is Matt. His question is, how do I accept mental thoughts even if they're really bad and negative. Acceptance is really hard for me. So that's all they wrote. Very simple, very direct. How do I accept mental thoughts? Acceptance is really hard for me. So to no surprise, everybody, today we're going to be talking about acceptance and what that actually means. I'm sure on past episodes, or if you're seeing a therapist, you have heard all of us talk about acceptance. Um, If you in popular culture hear people say, you just have to accept it. I'm sure family members have said, just accept and get over it, things like that. Um, But what does acceptance within anxiety treatment actually mean? Um, It sounds really confusing. And guess what? It is. It is really confusing to a certain degree. Um, So what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about acceptance, what it can mean for us, and to try to offer a bit of a reframe to what acceptance can mean, and and also to offer us some ways that we can practice acceptance in, in our life and also within treatment. So I should preface all of this today with this. Um, if I missed something and you find something in your practice or your work with your own uh, anxiety and fears that has been really helpful, let me know because what I will do on a pre or what I will do on a subsequent episode is I will read your feedback if I missed something or if you have an exercise with acceptance that you really, really like. Um, I'll share it because I want this to be a community where people can share things that work for them. Uh, if you have some feedback or you have some tools or tools and tips and tricks that work for you, message me over at fearcastpodcast.com. Go over to uh, uh, the submit a question link. That's going to be the best way to get a hold of me there. And message me. Tell me what, uh, what worked for you, and I'll share it on a subsequent episode. All right, so back to the uh, subject at hand, acceptance. So acceptance is going to be part of mindfulness, uh, and it's a key aspect in most current CBT treatment models. So most people who are practicing CBT, especially for OCD and anxiety, are going to include a mindfulness piece in it. And within mindfulness, there is an acceptance aspect. But um, mindfulness being this very... hot buttony sort of uh, zingy word that you hear a lot. Um, I, I want to provide a definition for mindfulness that I think really helps or that, that, that I think really encapsulates what it is. So mindfulness is essentially being non-judgmentally present with 
everything that's happening right now. And that's essentially all it is. Now, this can be a lot more elaborate than that, sure. But mindfulness ultimately is just being present with everything that's happening right now and taking it all in, acknowledging that it's all happening from a non-judgmental perspective. So without saying it has this quality to it. So without putting it into a hierarchy, without saying this is good or bad or right or wrong, but to say everything that's happening right now is what's happening. Now, I should also say this. I am not, and for those of you who know me, I am not a hippy-dippy crystals sort of therapist. So, um, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of you know, uh, meditation and things like that uh, can sound a little um, out there for me. So my application of mindfulness is going to be very concrete. At least I'm going to try to be. Um, I'm not necessarily trying to have everybody connect to the universe or Mother Gaia or something like that. But to be present and to rationally acknowledge all that's happening in your life right now. That's it. All right. So again, back to acceptance. When you hear acceptance, when a lot of people hear acceptance, they kind of hear acceptance as wanting something, asking for it, liking it, or proving of it. There's something to that effect. Now, oftentimes, when we say, well, you have to accept your thoughts, people don't want to do that because the thoughts they're having are running counter to who it is that they are. So that's the definition of egotistonic. It goes against who it is that we are at our core self. In other words, we don't want them, so why do we want to accept them? Oftentimes, when people get their unwanted thoughts, whatever they are, they try to get into rejecting them. Now, this is what compulsions do. We're trying to undo the thought. We're trying to undermine it. We're trying to uh, turn it into something that feels more palatable. We're trying to get to a place where we feel confident again with who we are because this thought or these images or these sensations or these urges feel like they are turning us into someone that we don't want to be, or that they are illuminating something about us that we don't want to be true. So we ultimately are trying to reject those as fast as we possibly can. Acceptance then is really hard because it feels like the absence of expressed rejection of the thought is the same as active approval. So I'll say that again. It feels like when, when we hear acceptance, that if we're not rejecting the thought, expressly saying, this is something I don't want, the flip is true, it feels like. That to, instead of saying no, if we don't say no, we're saying yes, which is ultimately not the case. So what we ultimately need to be doing with this is, is we need to have this mental shift in what it is that we're accepting so I was a really big nerd and looked it up, and I wanted to pull out a definition of what acceptance is, at least from a dictionary perspective. So their definition was, at least to, to the, the dictionary found in the Google, the Google box, um, it is the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. So this definition then for acceptance is really threatening for OCD and anxiety thoughts. So it seems like we're then agreeing to the subject that's being offered. So when our brain gives us a thought, it feels like to accept it means to say, yep, that's true, whatever that thought is. So it feels like we're agreeing that we're gay, that we're agreeing that we're a murderer, that we are agreeing that we don't live in reality, or that we're agreeing that we don't care about our job or that we don't care about our spouse. 
than anything else that, that our brain is giving us. It's giving us this subject. Instead of accepting these possible outcomes or realities, a compulsion then is an active rejection of them, as I was mentioning before. It's ultimately saying no to it. So therefore, not accepting or receiving the offered possibility. It's Think about it this way. It, it's a mental gift that we are being offered to which we're saying no to, or which we're, we're actively or aggressively trying to get rid of that thought. Now, instead, this is where the mental shift is in what we can view as acceptance. What we are being offered in those moments that we get those unwanted intrusive thoughts isn't the subject or the reality of the thought, but the thought itself and the moment of time that includes the thought. So, in other words, we are agreeing that this moment includes a gay thought. We agree that this moment includes a thought that I'm a murderer. In this moment, I'm agreeing that this moment contains a sense of uncertainty about reality. We agree that this moment includes questions about my job or questions about my spouse. Now, none of that is agreeing to the truthfulness of it, simply the presence of that thought. Now, your brain is going to try to aggressively suggest the, the, the complete opposite of what I'm saying, that the thought in and of itself is true. This is where thought-action fusion comes in, that the presence of the thought means the fact of the thought, which again, it, it's, it, it's this shift. We've talked before that you and I can challenge our thoughts and we can apply our rational brain to these thoughts. And, you, and, and usually our rational brain wins. We can, can, we can usually convince ourselves or show ourselves that our thoughts don't make any stinking sense, that we, quote, ought not to be afraid of it or something to that effect. But we both know that anxiety-wise, that's never going to work. So without trying to get into the argument yet again about the truthfulness or falseness of this thought, we can accept in this moment that I have this thought, which is true. In this moment, I have this thought. But I want to further extend this out. Some people don't really like accept. They really do get tripped up on it based on the stuff that we previously had talked about. So you can shift this idea from the idea of acceptance of a thought to simply acknowledgement. So we can say, I acknowledge that I have this thought. Acknowledgement is not agreeing with it or saying I want it or red stamping it or green stamping it or whatever stamp you want to put on it. But it's just saying, yeah, but the fact is that I've got this thought. So, so I want to prove this point. So I want to lead everybody in an exercise. Now, I haven't done an exercise with everybody here in a while, um, which is my fault. I should be doing this more often. I think they're good. I think they're helpful um, for everybody involved. So I want to practice acceptance. Now, one of the basic ways that we can do that is is what I want you to do. Now, if you're if you're um, driving, you can still kind of apply this. If you are uh, hanging out at your house, you can you can apply this as well. But what I want you to do is I want you to look around in the room where you are at the objects that are in that room. Now, likely speaking, you're going to see plenty of things. You're going to see plenty of items, colors, textures, all sorts of stuff. If you look around. Now, some of those things you're going to like. Now, some of those things you don't. And for all the items you see, you acknowledge their presence. You're going to say, yes, that object is here. It looks like this. It, it feels like this. It has this kind of uh, texture to it. You're going to acknowledge that thing. Now, some objects you like and you may want at your house or your office or wherever you are. 
You'd want to see more of that uh, uh, object or item or color or texture. Others, you want to see less of. You, in other words, you, you don't like it. Regardless of whether you like it or you don't like it, you acknowledge that that thing is in the room with you. It's in fact there. Now, while it's there, you certainly then don't have to buy it. You don't have to take it with you. You don't have to make it your keychain or your dinner table centerpiece. You can simply acknowledge that it's there. Now, if we were going to be crazy, a crazy person would see something they don't like and pretend as if it doesn't exist. Right? If you were to, if I were to see like my, uh, you know, sunglasses on my desk, if I didn't like those sunglasses, um, it would be crazy of me to pretend as if it's not there. Furthermore, if I didn't like them, I could expend a ton of energy trying to fight myself to get them out of the room. I could grab them, stand up, walk out of the room, close the door. But whether or not I like that thing, I can still acknowledge, yes, that thing for this moment right now, it's here. For, there, for all of you listeners, there's something in that room that you might not like, but you can certainly acknowledge that, yes, like it or not, that thing is there. Now, we can do the same thing with the thoughts that we don't like. We don't have to like them, but we have to acknowledge that they're present in our mind and the feelings are present in our body at that moment. Because what we're accepting in these moments are the feelings and the thoughts and the sensations and the urges. That stuff is what makes up right now. So maybe there's a thought in your head right now Maybe it's a thought that you've said historically that you don't like, you don't want. But I want you to acknowledge that it's there. In doing so, you're accepting that it's there. It's a reality statement. That thought, that sensation, that image, yeah, that is there. I accept the truthfulness of the reality that that thought's there. Now, again, none of this is saying it's good or it's bad, it's right or it's wrong, or it's me or it's not me or it's something that I want my future to be, or it's something I don't want my future to be, etc., all that stuff. It's saying, yep, that thought's there. All right, so to step out of that exercise of noticing the things around us and intentionally looking at stuff that we, that we see and acknowledging its presence, when we step out of it, uh, I want to remind everybody of Matt's original question. He says, how do I accept them even if they are really bad and negative? Well, again, we don't have to accept the reality of the thoughts or our relationship with them. Instead, we are accepting the presence that the thought is in mind and the feeling is in body right now. Non-judgmentally, accepting means not saying whether it's good or it's bad, but that it is, neutrally, is there. So, my knife is neither good nor bad, right? I can do good with it. I can do evil with it. But the thing itself is just a thing. Same thing with my car. It's neither good nor bad. It just is. I can acknowledge that there is my car. Part of the practice of acceptance is to practice a posture of acknowledging that that thing is there and practicing pulling back from the active step of applying this quality to it, this, this uh, meaning, this judgment to it. So you can acknowledge that that moment contains your unwanted thought, an unwanted situation. You can accept the reality that the moment contains it. 
and subsequently all the feelings and discomforts and, and, and other subsequent images that come from it and with it. Because as we talked about before, when we get our feared thoughts, it brings along with it a whole bunch of friends, a whole bunch of um, kind of jerk, kind of douchebag friends um, that are sometimes consistently there, sometimes are brand new, sometimes are predictably there. But we can learn to accept and acknowledge that all those are going to come along with it. All right, so as we move on, I want to bring up this concept. If we aren't willing to accept something as present and possible, then we live a life of rejection and ultimately isolation. So if we're unwilling to accept, so, so what does all that mean? So if we're unwilling to accept any moments that contain the thought or the feeling, or even the insinuation of the possibility of that stuff, this then leads to greater pain, since anything we do involves the potential of good or bad or unwanted or wanted. Because if to accept a thought in a moment and then act, meaning to do something, to, to follow up on something, to progress in the moment, means being open to its possible consequences. This doesn't then mean that deep down we desire that thing or we want that thing, the, 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 the unwanted consequences is what I'm talking about here, but that we acknowledge that however unlikely, the feared consequence may happen. Doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It means that it may. But we can also remember that while the unwanted consequence may happen, if that's the worst case scenario, and often at times it is for us, there are a gazillion things in between us and our worst case scenario. Oftentimes with our fear, we never ask the question, what if nothing happens? What if things just work out just fine? Again, we don't often ask that question. All right, so let's use the uh, example of uh, a car accident yet again. I use this one a lot, but I think it's very tangible for all of us. So implicitly, you and I and everybody else, when we drive our car, we are accepting the possible consequence of a car accident and all that comes with it. Now, I accept that. I acknowledge that my brain may give me a thought about me getting into a car accident before I get into my car. Now, just because I get this image doesn't mean it's going to happen. But in that moment, it might make me feel uncomfortable. So I can say, all right, right now, this moment, this moment contains a thought about a car accident. And this moment also contains this feeling of discomfort about getting into a car accident. But this moment is not a car accident. This moment contains anxiety and contains a thought. I acknowledge that as my moment and I accept the reality that that's what this thought is. Now, I, 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 I should not and I cannot accept the current reality of the thought. Meaning, I'm not getting into a car accident right now, but I'm thinking about it. I'm feeling it. But it's not the same. To accept in this moment right now that I'm, I'm in a car accident when I'm not in a car accident is to accept fantasy. And that's crazy. That is something that we ought not to do. But I'm feeling right now and I'm accepting right now that I have the thought and the feeling of fear and discomfort about this thing that may happen in the future. Okay, now if, if I then say I'm going to get in my car and do something, and drive somewhere. I'm accepting that that insinuation, that thought that my brain gave me for that hot second could happen, because it could. It's possible. 
It doesn't mean that it's going to. It just means that it could. And I need to be open to that possibility to move forward. Because I'll put it this way. If I am own, if I'm never willing to accept the consequence of it, that means that I'm never going to move forward and do the thing. All right, that doesn't make any sense. If I'm not willing, if I'm not open even a little bit or the possibility of a car accident, then I should never ever get into a car. Now, with that, that's a it's a rough analogy because even if I never get into into a car, if I never got into a car, I mean, I could still be hit by a car. I mean, someone could just you know run me over if I rode my bike all the time. Someone could still hit me with their car. That is a car accident. But the whole point of all that is is I need to be open to that possibility that something weird could happen. I'll give you another example. Let's say I was never open to divorce. It, I, I, it's my worst case scenario. I'm married in case anybody's wondering. Um, if I said, I'd never want to have this, it's intolerable, unacceptable. I cannot accept that. Then it means I can never get married. Because implicitly, when I get married, I'm open to getting a divorce. You cannot get divorced if you don't get married. But just because I'm, I'm acknowledging and moving forward, or I'm, I'm acknowledging my fear and accepting the outcome, doesn't mean I'm approving of the outcome. Doesn't mean I'm saying I want that to happen, or I hope it happens, or that is indeed my future. But it's one of the things that could happen. And furthermore, to take action with my fear, despite my unwanted thought, doesn't say anything about my approval of the feared consequence. So it's me not saying just because I'm open to a divorce, because I implicitly have to be in order to get uh, married, then it doesn't mean that I want it to happen. Whereas, you know, there are sometimes our anxiety is going to try to twist and screw this up. Scrupulosity has a fantastic way of doing this, uh, where it where it uh, has this backwards way of twisting the unwanted alternative into the primary desire. So it'd be like, oh, because I'm accepting, uh, because I'm getting married, no, 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 I want to get a divorce. It has a way of doing that. Somewhat of an example of this might be um, having the fear of having a sexual thought about a religious figure. This is one of the common uh, obsessions with unscrupulosity. If this is you, you can acknowledge, I can, ha- I can accept and acknowledge that my moment contains these images and my body is experiencing these sensations. That's true. You and I can accept that in that moment if that's what your fear is. Moving forward without rebuking or praying about the thought or trying to kick that thought out or prove that you didn't want that thought, your brain in a backwards way sometimes does this. By not rejecting the thought, you must have truly wanted the thought. Therefore, you're guilty of the original thought. Do you see that twist? Because you didn't say, I don't want it. You didn't actively try to reject it. Well, it must have meant that you actually wanted the thing. It's ultimately not true. We need to remember that and use our, our, our rational brain in this. If I were to ask you, hey, do you want to have a sexual thought about a religious figure? You're likely to say no. We can go with another example. Maybe you might have the thought that you're going to have a bad time on a date. And that might make you worried or anxious about going out on that date. But you can say, okay, right now, I can accept and acknowledge that my moment contains these images and thoughts about having a bad time on a date or having the date go really weird. 
We can say, all right, yep, right now that's what's happening, but right now I'm not on the date. The date is in the future. Right now I'm here. So you take those feelings, you acknowledge that that's what that feeling is, and your next moment might be something different, so you move forward with it. So you go on the date without compulsion, without avoidance. And it may have gone bad because a lot of dates will go bad. Dating sucks. All right, but you're going to go out on a date. Your brain might then say, see, you wanted to have a bad date because you didn't do a compulsion. Now, that might be its backwards twisting way to try to screw you over. But this is where we use our rational mind. This is where we use our wise mind about who it is that we truly are instead of listening to the, the content of the thought. But back to the original question of what do we do with acceptance even with it, when it's a, quote, bad thought or an unwanted thought? Well, we don't have to agree with or accept, meaning we don't have to say this is a fact. We do have to say it's possible, but we use our wise mind to guide us, and we use our rational brain to move forward with what we value, and, and we consider what's most likely to happen. To accept a thought, then, and simply to live, we have to be open to potential consequences. But having the thought doesn't mean welcoming and ushering in the reality of the consequences, either. So when we take action, we're accepting the possibility that something could happen, but we also accept the possibility that nothing could happen. Maybe our fear doesn't take place, but it's possible. So in having trouble accepting your thoughts, instead, practice acknowledging the thoughts and the feelings and the sensations. Go to the supermarket and acknowledge all the food they sell. Acknowledge all the weird and gross foods that you aren't going to buy. It is there. Sure, it's there. But you don't have to make a big stink about it. You don't have to fight about it. You don't have to throw it on the floor or go up to the manager and yell at him or her about why they stock this gross-ass food. You can just go, you know what? Yes, I acknowledge and accept that this moment contains this weird food. This store has this food. It's true. But it doesn't mean that I have to like it. It doesn't mean that I'm going to like it. It doesn't mean that I'm going to, in the future, develop just this love for it. And its presence and my seeing it doesn't mean that the universe is trying to convince me that, yep, truly this food is for me and I should have a love for it. We don't have to. But in this moment, we have to acknowledge actually factually that that thing is there. And then we move forward. We move on to the next thing, accepting that, back to the idea of that food, we may love that food in the future, but right now we don't. Okay, well, we'll see if that thing does happen. It likely won't, but we'll see. So again, practice. Yes, I acknowledge and accept that this moment contains this thought, whether I like it or not. It's a fantastic way to approach acceptance. and It's a different way to consider it. Now, what for everyone listening to this, you can practice acceptance and acknowledgement with things that you actually do enjoy. Practice it during moments that there isn't a trigger involved, or that there are fewer triggers involved, perhaps. Acknowledge what each moment feels like. What is that moment made up for you? What are the feelings? What are the thoughts? What are the sensations? What are the colors? What are the sounds? All of that is your moment. We don't say subjectively, I love this, or this is perfect. But instead, we say, this stuff is here. 
it doesn't feel as perhaps exciting as when we say, oh my gosh, it's lush and it's beautiful and it's, it's comfortable, but we objectively describe, yes, this is the stuff that's here. And more importantly, we practice not applying negative judgmental thoughts to it. This is awful, terrible, god-awful, shouldn't happen, things of that nature. But it's there. And not accepting a fantasy, which is the stuff that isn't there, the stuff that, quote, should be here, or how we should be feeling, or what we should be thinking about. Well, in that moment, you're not. In that moment, you're thinking of this whole other thing. Yep, acknowledge that it is. All right, Matt, I hope all of this made sense. It kind of meandered a little bit, but uh, that's one way to start thinking about acceptance and how to accept some of those things that you're calling bad and negative. So Matt, again, thank you so much for the question and best of luck. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Um, Again, it means the world to me that you are all listening to this and that you have listened to this episode. Um, If you have a question for a future episode, go over to fearcastpodcast.com. And you can ask a question there by going to the submit a question link. Um, if you, uh, again, if you like the show, please, uh, uh, give me some feedback, give me a review, um, uh, um, give me a star, a like, whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, hey, you can also go and find me over at, uh, Instagram. Um, I'm at Fearcast Podcast, and, uh, um, you can find some of my ridiculous and goofy and hopefully encouraging posts there. So everyone remember that uh, the FearCast is not a substitute for psychotherapy. If you have questions about uh, therapy or need a little bit more encouragement in your own progress, go over to fearcastpodcast.com and there's going to be a link um, uh, there that uh, will hopefully uh, potentially point you in the right direction or a good direction. Um, All right, everybody, until next time, take a risk, challenge yourself, and don't take your brain too seriously. Bye. 